Welcome to the Indie Game Vault Podcast, Episode 1. I'm Stu Lawson, and coming up in this episode, I'm going to be chatting with Cameron Owen and James Bowling from Attractmode Games in Brisbane about their upcoming game for iOS called Taildrift. It's an arcade flight racing game which allows you to pilot your plane along a 3D tubular track while dodging various obstacles such as floating islands, hot air balloons, and other players. Let's have a chat to them now to find out more about the game and indie game development in general. James, can you tell us how you got started in the industry and uh, what inspired you to develop games? I, I've been programming since I was, oh God, I think about five. I was like programming since I was, I was tiny, like DW Basic. Um, and the funny thing was when, it, when I was programming though, I never really wanted to get into games. So I went through, was a hobbyist programmer through, through school, then I went to uni and I sort of did a bachelor in IT, software engineering. And for me, the, the goal was always, I like programming. And I was going through uni and people were like, oh, I want to get into games, I want to get into games. And I'm like, I don't care. Hmm. I just want to be a back-end developer because I just want to write code and I want to be, I want nice engineering problems. Um, so I came out of uni and I did that for eight years yeah. or so. There's this thing I kept running into was nothing ever shipped. I kept working on stuff that never actually went anywhere. Uh, and it was really... Uh, when I sort of fell into games through just working in a place that had a bunch of ex-game devs, that things started shipping. And so for me, getting into games, a big part of it was it was an industry where people get stuff out. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, it's, a, it's a, a strong cultural kind of drive to do that because mm. if in game dev shipping is king. If you don't ship, mm. you're not going to make money. Um, so yeah, for me personally, that's sort of one of the things that kind of got me into it. And Cam, how did you get started in game development? I uh, I decided that you know I I'd like some money. Have you got the games for that? <laughs> well, no, no, not straight away. See, I, I I eventually got over the whole money thing. Ah, um, games. So I I sold out to a, an online casino and made games for them for a while, um, and that was that was not fun. That was actually quite boring. Um, but you know, it was it was a job, um, and I you know I got a lot of creative freedom as yeah. much as you can making. You know, slot machine games. Yeah. Um, so they kind of downsized and eventually shut down. And I went from there to work um, because I had a lot of Flash experience from yeah. that because that was all Flash games. Um, and at the time, uh, Creative Assembly, which later became Sega Studios Australia, yeah. uh, were working on a, a game in which they were using Scaleform mm-hmm. for all the user interface. And, and for those who don't know, Scaleform is basically a game technology that takes... Um, flash and, and renders it on you know GPUs and, and can display it really fast and it's thus you know game development companies can kind of leverage user interface designers and, and artists and and flash programmers to, to do all of their UI work much faster than what they they normally could you know building custom solutions yeah. for that so that was kind of my my way into the the games industry and I've kind of been sticking around ever since. Cam, how did you and James get together on Taildrift? So Taildrift was uh, <clears throat> was initially a, a project that I kind of started myself, um, and you know it, it it kind of went through and <clears throat> won the the Unity Flash in a Flash competition, but <laughs> then kind of after that I didn't really have any way to to kind of do much more with it. Um, because it was in order to make it kind of the game that I wanted to make it, I needed more people, more time, and, and more money, none of which I had. Yeah. Uh, so I went and, and got a job working at Defiant, 
um, and James was there as well. Um, and then eventually kind of Right Pedal Studios started up um, and they were, the, they were doing the, you know, kind of um, startup games funding and uh, it just kind of went from there. Yeah, I actually, when I, I started at um, Right Pedal on a different project, um, it was a personal one, I was sort of trying to get through sort of off my own back. Uh, and then I sort of started talking to Cam a little bit about, oh, maybe we can work on this. And then Cam had a much better idea of taking a game that was already fun, and uh, which was Tail Drift, which sort of been sitting there not really doing anything for a while. And so that we basically run with that with uh, with like the studios. So we just sort of brought it into them. They loved it. Uh, and that sort of got the, the ball rolling from there. So Cam and James, uh, did you both intend to become independent game developers and start your own studio off the back of Tail Drift? Um, I, I always kind of wanted to, to, you know, do the whole, um, you know, start up little kind of game slash design studio thing. Uh, I just never really had the opportunity to do it properly until, until you know, those kind of factors all lined up. Mm. Yeah, I was pretty much the same. Like, I've, I've been involved in, in non-game stuff as well, like kind of just other tech mm. stuff. Uh, so that, that general kind of um, entrepreneurial bent has been something I've been kind of working on for a while, and it was really uh, River City giving the opportunities that we kind of both took to kind of run with that one. So would you ever consider going back to working in a large corporate game studio or that kind of environment again? So Not if I can help it. Yeah. <laughs> That's just kind of the way that, uh, that, that well, the way that we're going at the moment is great, having lots of fun, um, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world unless... Mm. I need to eat. Yeah, yeah. Game, game development is, especially like startup game development, is an inherently risky venture to be involved in. So, sure. you know, it's something always on the back of your mind. You're always thinking, well, look, if things all don't work out, you've got to go somewhere. The main, the main driving factor for me is that through doing this, we get to almost kind of sculpt out the way that, that we want to, the way that we want to live and, and the way that we want to do things. Um, you know, and then we get to kind of design the way that we want the company to work. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of the you know the main the main driving force for me is that you know I want to I just want to make games, not have to stress about too much about money. And most of the other game devs I've met just kind of want to do the the same thing. Um, you know, so we we kind of we get a chance to to try and and create an environment that can that can do that not only for ourselves but hopefully. In the future for other people as well do you both like the independence because of the freedom it allows you to create games you would like to create or is it more of a case you enjoy being your own boss and managing your own business um i don't know there's, there's a bit of both i mean it's, it's 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 a difficult thing to say you know you can just kind of go and make the games that that you want to make um, in that once you've been a game developer for a little while you, you tend to kind of realize that you don't want to waste your energy getting excited about things that are not really possible. It's it, it and and that actually kind of you know lends itself to to making it easier for you to get excited about projects that you can work on with other people that are much more attainable. Um, you know, and of course, if you're you're kind of you know in there on the ground at the start, then you get to to kind of shape those in interesting ways. As yeah, because well. I like I have never been a particular fan of of racing games. They've never really been my thing. And if, if it hadn't been for Talter, I probably wouldn't have made a game like that. But being involved in it and having the ability to kind of shape where some of the things have gone and having the input has really kind of kind of turned it into a game that I would play and I do like. So it's sort of funny to think like making the games 
that you like because like at least in my case at the starting point probably wasn't the game I'd make but they're like where it's ended up it sort of has been how did you both decide on the roles and responsibilities for Taildrift's development process uh, Cam and I we worked together um, at Defined Development so we had some fair idea of where our, our skills yeah. lie so I, I think it just sort of naturally fell to kind of what we do um, uh, yeah so we didn't really sit down and have a discussion about it of like mm-hmm. what our some responsibilities were but I just think we kind of knew where our time would be best spent now you didn't have very long to put the initial prototype together how long did it take you and what were some of the challenges all up it was probably about a month but the last two weeks of that I spent barely sleeping um, so in, in terms of man hours it was it was probably you know like a, a good three yeah. months crammed into one. Sometimes we get the, the 3 a.m. check-ins. Um, yeah, he, he can function without sleep a lot better than I can. How did you feel about your submission into the Unity competition? Were you confident about the quality of your work in comparison to other submissions? Were you happy with what you delivered? It's always a, a good feeling to, to kind of get something to a point where it's finished. Um, it, well, I mean, that really wasn't, it wasn't finished, but, but in terms of what I was submitting as a competition entry, yeah. it was finished. Um, yeah, so finishing things is always great, always a great feeling there. Um, and I was really happy with what I'd done. Um, and yeah, I think I was a little concerned though. I mean, you always are with, mm. with these kind of things. Whenever you release something, you know, you're, you're putting all this hard work that you've done yeah. out into the wild and people can just turn around and go, wow, that's shit. And how do you deal with uh, bad feedback. Feedback is is it's a it's a good thing. It's an interesting thing because, I me personally, when I see someone getting angry at the game or mm. or they don't like it, I don't tend to take it too personally. Um, yeah. And that's largely offset by the fact that we get a lot of good feedback. So I kind of expect it to kind of come along with the territory. There'll be someone saying it's too kiddy or yeah. someone you know people people will take kind of objective different stuff. Um, but I think generally all feedback I appreciate because it, it means they're noticing. And, and I think it's, it's more disappointing if we put something out and it's met with silence. Taildrift has almost a cartoony Pixar-type art style. What was the reason or at least inspiration behind that? That mostly came out of um, just all those, those kind of childhood memories of, of playing, you know, Seeker games. And, and, and I wanted something that wasn't kind of afraid of a game that wasn't trying to be super realistic and simulate things. I mean, the gameplay itself, um, you know, is, is kind of a bit out there and a bit strange. Um, and so I, I wanted everything within the game to almost kind of reflect upon that, that, yeah. that you know, it wasn't making any mistakes or pulling any punches yeah. about being a video game and about being about having fun. Cam, Tildrift turns the traditional racer mechanic on its head. How did you come up with that unique idea? Um, I'd been messing around for a little while just before the announcement of that competition um, of wanting to to kind of make a, a hover racing game of some kind. Um, and at the time I was messing around with, with the kind of, you know, those tunnel racing games. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of about a day or so after the competition was announced, it, it kind of occurred to me, well, what happens if I actually kind of flip everything around mm. and you racing through a tunnel what if you're you're on the outside? That, that potentially gives me a lot more opportunity to have the player 
not only see interesting things, but interact with, with a lot more in the world as well. Um, and it just kind of went from there. What platforms are you currently targeting for this release of Taildrift? Uh, so um, the first platform we're going after is iOS. Um, but we've, we've been playing around with a lot of other stuff. Um, like we just recently released a demo, uh, like a PC demo, PC Mac demo, um, which supports uh, Oculus Rift and the Kinect. We found that was actually a really good fit for what we've done uh, because we designed the game to be to be pretty easy to control because on a, on a phone your, your inputs are pretty limited uh, unless you're going to start getting in too many virtual buttons and that's not really how we roll. Uh, and so because we had that fairly straightforward input, it mapped to uh, connect really well. We're always kind of investigating other platforms to go for. Um, Vita is one which would be great. That seems to be like that would be a good fit. And we've, we've, got, we've got the game up on, on Greenlight at the moment as well. Um, that's mostly, you know, kind of in response to the you know, the VR kind of Oculus Rift version. I, one of the, one of the things on the green light, and we sort of added this into the kind of the description that that if that green light goes ahead and we find there is a big market for that, um, we're not just going to kind of take the mobile version and kind of port it over. That's not because that's not really a, a good fit. Yeah. We, you know, we'd want to add in multiplayer. We'd want to kind of probably add in some more customization and like there's a, there's a big difference between what what you want to play on a phone and what you want to play on on a console or on a on a pc sure um, so there's definitely like a there's yeah different kind of products almost so where can people find out more about tail drift and its upcoming release and get some more info about the development of the game uh you can go to taildrift.com and there's a demo there also a video of of the game if uh, you want to keep up with the game you can follow us at uh, probably facebook is kind of one of our main points of contact and you can get to that at facebook.com slash tail drift uh, on top of that if you, you can also just go to uh uh, uh, com. That'll, that'll kind of get you to the same place yeah. um, also Twitter with attract underscore mode you can follow us on there uh, and also our green light which you can get to from uh, greenlight.taildrift.com and that's Taildrift to be released on iOS in September um, which we're really looking forward to James Boding, Cameron Owen thank you very much for taking the time out to be on the show today we're really looking forward to the upcoming release and uh, wish you all the best with your development in the future. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, thanks for talking to us today. Thanks, guys.